Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. If you're from Calgary and you drink beer, you've likely heard of Village Brewery. They were talking about the importance of having a purpose long before it became the thing for companies to focus on. Jeff Popeil is the president of Village Brewery, here to tell us what makes Village different and how they bring the community together. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. We are just a little bit disappointed that uh, you didn't bring some samples, but we'll talk about it later. (laughs) It's first thing in the morning. He was just trying to... Oh, you know, there's appropriate. A f- yeah, yeah, we can keep it for about an hour. And Men- then- <laughs> Mental note: invent a breakfast beer. We'll do that next time. <laughs> you know, Jim Button's on that right now. He's, he's trying that. to figure that out. Yeah, he's probably um, had one uh, a couple of years ago and just waiting for the. the- thanks for bringing Jim <laughs> yeah. Button out because um, oh. Jim Button uh, was a guest of mine in my previous radio talk show, and when I asked him about how Village Brewery started, he said there were six of us. And I said, oh, you're the six-pack. Yeah. And he goes, how come we didn't think about it? <laughs> yeah. So I'm still waiting for my royalties on that name, the six-pack that started Village Brewery. But Jeff, share with us, how did Village Brewery start and what was the concept behind it? Well, it's it's almost, uh, um, you know, back in the day, craft beer was really new. So there was there was the macros, the industrial beers we all know, and then there was a few um, uh, innovators. So Big Rock was a, was a, an innovator in the craft bearing beer industry. And uh, um, Jim and uh, his band of five other friends had an idea. That the six pack. The six pack. They, they had an idea that um, they wanted to bring the community together in uh, different ways than was currently done. And they wanted to do this over beer. And so they started a brewery and uh, it went really well. Calgary got behind them and, and uh, there was a uh, almost a feeling of the little guy doing good, right? And and being different. They were real innovators back then because uh, the way that they embraced the community was different than what had been done to a large degree in the past. A lot of um, support of the arts, a lot of support of uh, festivals and events, and and it was more than this. It was it was a a DNA that was sort of uh, inscribed into the company right from the beginning. Uh, about bringing people together and community leaders together. Even the way they they funded the company was through uh, a group of a small group, 50, 60 people, um, community builders in town who wanted to make a difference by uh, investing in this brewery. So uh, here we are 10 years later, we turned 10 in, uh, in December of this year. And uh, looking back on it, it's been quite a ride, certainly, mm-hmm. certainly from a community aspect. Uh, uh, perspective. Just want to touch on your transition into Village. You've had a really diverse career. So Campbell's, Tropicana, uh, you own production companies, software, financial planning, Beakerhead, which was the most recent loved Beakerhead, love, I should say in past love, and and now beer. So what brought you to Village? It um well, uh, I got, they were looking for a president and I got a phone call to see if I wanted to throw my name in the hat, but it quickly, um, as we started talking about it, it, it quickly was just this great, uh, mashup of 
all the things that were important to me. So I had a corporate career, which I almost consider a little bit of a education where I learned from Campbell Soup and PepsiCo. And then I had this entrepreneurial experience and all through it, sort of my own core values, um, you know, had me involved in the arts and uh, in a little bit in the innovation uh, space. So it just seemed like this was a great a great job to have and, and be involved with. Um, I certainly was a fan of village over the 10 years and, and a fan of the story behind village and the fact that, you know, this is a little bit of a profit with purpose, uh, type of company where, where it was more than just the commerce of it. So I went through the process and I had, um, um, I had some luck and was asked to join the team, a great team, and uh, yeah, it fits. I, I know my resume can look a little bit eclectic at times, but really it's, there's a, a thread line through it that, uh, that's similar with all the jobs that I've done uh, over time. Our guest this morning is Joe Popiel, uh, president of Village Brewery. So, you know, the uh, brewing industry became a thing here in Alberta and in Calgary. Where, where do you see it's going? And, and, and the, the other question or the part of it is, we have in our show uh, kind of we're approaching entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs have to fight with, as if we look at them as the Davids, they have to fight with the Goliaths. And in your industry, there are a few of those. <laughs> so how, does, how do you see that kind of shaping in the future? Well, the alcohol industry is, um, is always changing. So we see trends that come and go. Um, you see product lines that, that sort of, uh, are in vogue and then, and then fall out of favor with, uh, with consumer tastes. Um, uh, beer has been one of the products that's been, uh, relatively stable over a long period of time up until this sort of proliferation that we've seen in, in over the last 10 years and really the last five years, uh, Alberta, especially. So, um, I think it's going to continue. There's, there's very, uh, few barriers to starting your own liquor company. We see gin companies, beer companies starting up all, all over. So there's many, many Davids, um, out there, not just the Goliaths. Um, I think craft beer in general is, uh, still has a ton of room to grow. This is, this is a business that has art at, at its core. What, what goes into that can and the, and the brewers that do it are really, really, they're creatives. They're, uh, they're adding to the conversation around, um, around the craft beer scene. And so that creativity we've seen, uh, take a few different forms. It, it, it sort of t- first took its form with reinventing the classic styles, uh, of the past. And now we, we see this proliferation of, uh, um, you know, milkshake stouts and, and a whole bunch of different ingredients that go into beer. And it just, I don't know where it's going to go in the future, but there certainly doesn't seem to be a shortage of, of creativity around it. And, uh, we're lucky to be as village. We're lucky to be, um, to have been in part of that wave in Alberta, um, for a long time, for a decade. And, and part of that innovation, um, from the past. And certainly as we enter our 10th year, uh, we look to be a big part of the conversation where, where craft beer is going in the future. And, and how are the Goliaths looking at you and kind of what is the relationship or the, or the war, the turf, the, the war that you guys have to go through? Well, it's interesting because I think scale can, can give you different opportunities that uh, sometimes you can't have when you're the little guy, but when you're the little guy, you can be agile and nimble. And so the way that plays out in the market is, um, is interesting. There's, there's an authenticity of craft beer. Um, and there's a, uh, 
you know, we all know local craft beer is what people ask for. Well, there's a real now appetite for hyper local where I just don't want Calgary craft beer. I want Inglewood Calgary <laughs> craft beer. And so what we've seen is some of the Goliaths, some of the, the, the big companies have either tried to start their own craft beer companies. And um, sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but but there's a, re- a real connection to the the authenticity of the story of the the origin of that beer that that gets missed sometimes when you become really big and commercial. So we've seen acquisition happen, and certainly through COVID, uh, um, you know, especially when some of the small breweries are are really facing um, some hardship, um, we see consolidation, and you, you can have some. Um, some of the bigger breweries buying some of the smaller breweries. Uh, Banded Peak was bought by Labatt and uh, still maintains a really strong, uh, strong craft presence in there. So the formula can work, um, uh, and uh, it's just a different uh, a different style of competitor. We also see how a lot of the Davids, like if you walk into a liquor store, you have a lot of choice. And I find this industry is out of all the different industries that I've been a part of, it moves probably the fastest and is the greatest competition almost, almost as much as the entertainment business has. So it's a really uh, interesting dynamic where uh, you mentioned entrepreneurship as a, as a skill. It, well, it's really on display in craft beer. Uh, one person will have a great idea. Another brewery will take that idea and pivot and take it to the next level. And so uh, the speed at which craft beer uh you know, exists out there is very, very exciting to be part of. We just have uh, just over a minute before our commercial break. But to that point, I remember reading about how the the craft breweries actually all support each other in this area. Tell me a little bit about that, how you help each other. Absolutely. It's um, almost, I've never seen the the kind of collaboration and uh, it's, it's a, um, a, uh, I don't even know the the right term of it. It's a it's a familial competition that happens. So we push each other to be better, and uh, we help help each other in other ways. In in a lot of ways, where uh, brewers will talk about recipes, talk about production techniques. Um, uh, certainly through COVID, there are many many stories I've heard um, where you know uh, will someone will lose a brewer and. So a brewery will send over their brewer to make sure the job gets done and, and they live to fight another day. Equipment that goes down uh, gets shared sometimes. So um, That's really something. I mean, they're still your competitors, yet you you jump in and help when needed. That's amazing. Uh, absolutely. Uh, even things about uh, uh, collaborating on beers, collaborating uh, for regional, uh, like the Barley Belt, and uh, where breweries are coming together to do things together and help each other just by... Um, I guess, consolidating some of their some of their needs. Our guest today is Jeff Popiel, president of Village Brewery, and we'll be back after the commercials. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success, it's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. 
And we are back with our guest, Jeff Popil, president of Village Brewery that didn't bring us beer today. And we'll talk about it once the show is over. But, uh, you know, we're going, you said that uh, you're going to celebrate in December the 10th anniversary of Village Brewery, which Tara and I will be invited, of course. Of course. Um, but I think that Tara hit the nail on the head earlier. You made guys a big impact on community. I think that you're leaders in cooperations with community. Can you elaborate about the whole concept of bringing the community together through beer? Sure. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny that we have a, we have a saying that that's been on our website for a long time, but, uh, um, um, we gather over beer and good ideas happen over beer. It's about bringing people together and it's about the conversations that, that are hosted over this. Uh, it's about facilitating those things. So when we support uh, events and festivals, when we uh, sometimes support uh, things that the public would never hear about, but it, 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 it's all part of that chain in building a stronger uh, sense of who we are um, and what we do in the community. Those are the kind of things that, uh, that Village likes to get involved with. And we think it's important because, um, yes, we're a beer company. We, we oftentimes think we're, sell, we're, we're a community builder that on the side kind of does beer on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> side. But uh, it's that important that, that we phrase it that way because um, we, do, we try to do our little bit of the equation of what we feel needs to happen to, uh, to make Calgary a great place. And not just Calgary as we expand into other markets, those, uh, those communities as well. And, um, you know, prior to February, 2020, you were able to get people into village brewery, into your event center or uh, event room. How did you do that? So, like I can't drink beer over zoom. <laughs> well, we've tried, <laughs> we've tried for sure. Delivery <laughs> options. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know what? This is this has been a very hard thing, uh, COVID, especially on our customers. So uh, um, most breweries do uh, the majority of their business through bars and restaurants. Um, we're lucky enough we're, we're we're we do a great business in bars and restaurants, and as well as retail stores. But we've spent the last while really trying to focus our efforts on rather than bringing people into Village specifically into supporting the festivals and events that have been hammered by COVID and the restrictions, uh, um, our restaurants, rather than compete with them, we've tried to tried to support them as much as we can help them with their business, uh, help drive traffic to them where possible, echo and amplify some of the promotions that they've got. So it's been a little bit of a different, uh, presentation in how we, how we, uh, go about it normally. But, uh, um, I tell you, as we're slowly coming out of this, we've got a lot of great ideas on how that's gonna, um, uh, you know, present itself in our village 10 year celebration next year. I love your marketing. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, uh, it's tied to the purpose. So it does, you know, there's an emotional side to that, but also it's fun. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. I'm not a beer drinker, but I would want to try some of those beers just based on the, the outside of the can. Oh, thank you. So I'm just wondering who's your, who's your market? Do you have a target market or, or is there an emerging market? Who are you targeting here? Well, you, that question is a loaded question. Mm-hmm. So, so we've just gone through a, with, um, with me coming on to, to village, we've just gone through a huge, uh, um, branding exercise where, uh, the craft beer consumer is more than one consumer. There's, there's, they have different behaviors and they value different things. So, um, 
you know, there's going to be some really exciting things coming out from Village Brewery that I'd love to tell you about in two months. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but like on the, new you know, branding, like completely new branding. Oh, I couldn't say right oh, now. Oh, okay. I just couldn't. Jeff, our, our program is going to run until the summer. So we can invite you back. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Well, I'll bring the beer and you can invite me back. Perfect. And we'll, Done uh, deal. <laughs> yeah. See how easy it is to make him happy. Yeah, exactly. Like every man. Well, and you know, we've, we've got non-alcoholic beer too. If you if you if you don't prefer to have a a, a beer before uh, lunchtime, we can bring a non-alcoholic beer for for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there an emerging market though that like you know typically beer was marketed to men, right? And so we're starting to see women. You've got the the grapefruit flavored and orange flavor, all these different types of beers coming out. Is that specific for women or are men enjoying that as well? Well, uh, great point. The the we don't. Uh, delineate really between men and women on craft beer. I think that's mm. a really archaic way to, to look at it. Women are drinking just as much craft beer as men. Uh, you can probably make a little bit more of a, a statement around gender on who is shopping for the beer. But when we design these beers, it is really about um, behavior. So an emerging market for us is we've seen um, what we would call more mainstream styles of beer. So the Village Blonde is a real, it's a really popular mainstream beer out there but now we're seeing these explorer brands where where that consumer a male or female wants to it's on perpetual journey of exploration and they they want to you know explore different varieties and sours and ipas and and all the different things that are out there so that segment in itself is growing massively to the point where where you know breweries have to pay attention to the uh, to this it's a, mm-hmm. it's a change in in consumer trend for sure locale too do you have low-cal beers? Because it's true. Uh, I mean, I notice a lot of um, I've, my this is kids going the are direction 20 <laughs> in their, you know, 20s. And the guys are drinking the, what are those? I can't Night remember. Beer. Well, the, like the vodka soda types of things because they're low-cal. Do you think about that with beer? Uh, absolutely. You see more and more low-cal out there. And what uh, that trend in general in uh, in beverages is taking off. We see a huge, huge, uh, um, and we're lucky because we've got a really well-performing non-alcoholic beer, but non-alcoholic beverages are taking off. Mm. And people are drinking them for different reasons than than you might think they are drinking them in between two alcoholic beers they're 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 regulating their blood alcohol so it's just really <laughs> exciting stuff that uh, that on these emerging trends when you when you take a look at them to see where do you want to go next with your with your product um you know as you can tell tara came way more prepared than i am to, and <laughs> something that i kind of was surprised to hear but very happy to hear the collaboration between the uh, different uh, producers. How do you tell that story for other industries to learn from that? So that's a good question. I, you know, I think, I think in general, um, an abundance model and an abundance mindset is, is becoming a more prevalent way of thinking about um, business and how you lead. So um, you have to be able to uh, give uh, in in that type of a mindset, and I think that's that's where it starts. It's it's at the beginning the collaboration started in craft beer because um, breweries knew if more people drank craft beer, all the boats in the harbor would rise. Right. So so unfortunately, I think there's a, there's very very much um, a competitive mindset that's been ingrained into us over time. So um, 
you can look, you can look for examples. It's not just in beer, it's in the arts. It's in a lot of other, other uh, technology has this as well. Um, if you look that abundant mindset, I think is a, there's a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that, I actually think that there's a movement towards that in general. For collaboration Absolutely. between competitors? Yeah, where people are realizing that when we help each other, we help the mass, right? So <clears throat> I think that that's a really great mindset to have. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've loved being part of this industry and I'm learning every day. So it's a great, great, uh, great, great opportunity. <laughs> Tarek, on this uh, show, can I ask the last question? <laughs> please, okay. please, have at her. So Jeff, there's one question. As long as you're not going to say... Are you going to bring me beer next time? <laughs> Jeff, there's one question I left to the end because I was kind of toying with it to ask it first or last. And I'm going back in time when you were president of uh, Segium Corporation. Yes, Segium. Yes. Segium. And you are leading the strategic growth of the company. What is the strategic growth you see for Calgary? I think that, that with Calgary, we often hear the word diversification. I think it's amplification. So I like to, to me, it's not about replacing oil and grass or a, a really established um, uh, industry base with a new industry base. It's additive. It's accretive. It is, it is about taking all the greatness that we have with that industry and, and layering on top of it. So that transition happens over time. So for me, um, you know, strategic growth for Calgary is a mindset that is, is not uh, replacive of, uh, of what we have. Um, I think that discounts all the gr- great things that we are as a city. I think it's all about the opportunity and the potential of tomorrow. Wow. What a way to end. Great question, I, David. I, I risk my case. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. That's Jeff Popiel, president of Village Brewery. And don't forget what to bring in two months. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> to settle the stomach. Yeah. If it's in with alcohol, beers. that's okay. <laughs> you got it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Have a great day. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.